Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Both hailing from parts unknown at a combined weight of 501 pounds. They are the Morning Rush Hour World Tag Team Champions. They have no fear, no back down, just a couple of gutsy guys. No one will take those MRH World Tag Titles from these men. It's Taz, it's the Moose, illustrious champions, right here every day on CBS Sports Radio. You know it's every day, Moose and Taz be picking away. Talking about every sport, you know that they never missing a play. From the NBA to the NFL, the college games. They always bring in the knowledge, nobody ever can try to go stop it. Only be talking the truth, only be talking the truth, hey. Uh, it is Taz and the Moose with you here on this Tuesday morning, CBS Sports Radio, as we come to you live from the Rockin' Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Millions of Americans financed the home of their dreams. With their help, they can help you too. Rockin' Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. Hour number one, a lot of it spent on Vontez Perfect. Agree or disagree with the season-long suspension uh, by the National Football League. Um, and he is going to appeal it according to his agent. When the news came down yesterday, violent helmet-to-helmet hit. Uh, leading with his helmet uh, when he hit Jack Doyle on Sunday uh, in that Colts-Raiders game was an Oakland victory. That uh, appeal uh, of the season-long suspension will be heard uh, reportedly uh, sometime next week, so we'll see if that uh, season-long suspension does hold up. With that in mind, here we go, a little pigskin pileup. It's now time for the pigskin pileup. Taz and Moose circle the wagons around the NFL. Certainly do, Taz. You want to begin in Denver? Because they got some uh, tough news. Vic Fangio, uh, struggling year one, has had a couple heartbreaking losses at at the gun this past week against Jacksonville. Uh, The Chicago Bear game, Eddie Pinheiro uh, from 53 yards out. News comes out yesterday. Bradley Chubb, their talented edge rusher, linebacker, uh, former top five pick from a couple uh, drafts ago, Taz, is done for the rest of the year with a partially torn ACL, which is uh, a huge loss for that Broncos defense. No question about it. Oh, oh yeah, man. He is a, a player, man. He he can just, he's some kind of defensive player, and that's a massive loss, like you're saying. Yeah, and, and you hate this. This happens so much with players. The wheels go quick, man. You Once you get once you get that knee taken out, and it's just, you see it, you feel harm for these guys. Even though, in this day and age, you know, the rehab from this after the surgery, the way the surgery's done, and then the rehab, I should have said that first, but it's a little bit different than years ago. Like guys can come back. These athletes are they're built different. They're, they're, their bodies internally are different, the way they recover quickly because they're in such great shape. Um, so hopefully this kid can come back sooner rather than later and come back to be 100%. Massive loss to that linebacker crew and that defense of a very potent uh, Denver Bronco defense. Yeah, I mean, Chubb and Miller, who've struggled getting after the quarterback this year, but that is arguably the best duo of edge rushers in the National Football League. I'm pretty sure, too, Josie Jewell, uh, the inside linebacker, I think he was hurt this. I don't know how long he's out. Jewell's an awesome linebacker at Iowa, okay, and he's an inside backer for them, and I'm pretty sure he was hurt this week, too. I don't know how long he's out. I did not see the report on him. Yeah, yeah, he's not a guy most people talk about much, but I remember him 
I watched a lot of the big team, get t- big ten games like you do. So I remember him when he played for Iowa. When we came out of the draft. I remember mm. you and I talked about yeah. him. Yeah, a little bit, but yeah, real good inside oh, linebacker. Good player. So good Mike, player. if you have any info on him, just let me know because I'm, I'm not. Thanks, appreciate it. Uh, here's Fangio talking about the Chubb injury. Take a listen. Well, he did have cramps. You know that was separate, um, and then he did hurt his knee at some point in the game, but he felt good enough to come back in and. Uh, and actually, he played that last series pretty damn well. Had some really good pass rushes, caused that fumble that we weren't able to get. So, you know, he was as surprised, I think, as anybody this morning. Yeah, so it wasn't one of those where, you know, Bradley Chubb was taken out of the game on the card, heading back or walking back on his own volition uh, to the locker room, Taz, done for the game. It was almost one of those where, you know, when the report came out yesterday, I was like, what? Bradley Chubb yeah. partially towards ACL? And. You can actually hear the surprise in the voice uh, of the Denver Broncos head coach as well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, with that partially torn ACL, uh, he is done for the rest of the year. Out to Chicago we go, Taz. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, uh, you know, got some positive news. Uh, and no surgery is going to be needed on that left shoulder. Dislocated, partially torn labrum. Uh, but uh, no surgery as of yet. Here's Matt Nagy, their head coach, talking about Trubisky. It's his left shoulder, and so we'll know more here. Uh, throughout the day and I think that that uh, you know the biggest thing is just making sure that that he you know he feels good and then doctor wise and all that stuff he's he's okay so we'll, we'll keep an eye on it but I'll, I'll know more later on here today yeah and the report I saw yesterday sooner rather than later is when he'll return I don't know what the hell that means but Mitchell Trubisky will return sooner rather than later yeah, you know, I got to tell you, I've torn my labrum more than once in my shoulder, and I had to have surgery on it, so I, there's different levels of the tear. It hurts like hell, So, and I'm not a quarterback, so um, I don't know. Being that they're not going to do a scope on this guy's shoulder, I understand how important he is to the team as a quarterback and all that, but surprise. I mean, not a doctor here, trust me, but I'm just saying, just someone who's had, an, well, I had a, a pretty big tear in mind each time. Maybe that's why. I didn't know that you could have a partial tear and kind of recover from it. A, a lot of times they'll do that with rehab. Sometimes an injection of a synthetic cortisone can help, too, um, while the, it helps regenerate that that, that, that membrane. It's a membrane. Basically, the labrum is a membrane that covers the rotator cuff. That's what it is. I don't even know that because it happened to me. So Yeah, no, yeah. but let me ask you, can't you, you know, at this stage, no surgery needed right now. Obviously, if he needed to have surgery, I mean, it'd be a significant portion. Is it something where, because it's not his throwing shoulder, obviously, he throws with his right hand and right arm, uh, that you can manage it uh, and deal with it, uh, that maybe you could put off surgery to the offseason to repair that tear or partial tear in the labrum to try and figure out a way to kind of work your way through the rest of this regular season um, and dealing with a little bit of pain threshold? Is there a way of working your way through it? I mean, everyone's a little bit different. You had a full tear. He doesn't. Yeah. Uh, And I get every athlete's a little bit different as well, Taz. But uh, obviously, if it was through his throwing shoulder, it would be a different story. It's his non-throwing shoulder. So is not a way that you can maybe manage it to where you get him back in, as they said, sooner rather than later? Uh, get back in as the starting quarterback and just dealing with some pain and discomfort? I think there is, but just, um, again, yes. The short answer is yes. But here's the thing, right? Even though it's not his throwing shoulder, so let's say it's a shotgun or he's under center. He, he The ball gets snapped in, shotgun. And he's going to turn towards, he holds the football as he turns to run or move or someone's there's a blitz or whatever in his non-throwing arm. As he turns out, he, when you turn your 
no one can see what I'm doing, you can, but when you turn your arm outward and your shoulder makes that motion, no matter if it's your throwing arm or not, I'm kind of taking the backhand of my hand and turning it away from my body. That opens up that whole membrane, that whole labrum, and that's where it could cause a lot of problems. So I'm just saying it could be an un, um, an organic motion that he does, Trubisky, on the field in sure. the middle of practice or play that can, even though it's his non throwing shoulder that it could affect it. That's the only thing I think you gotta watch. Would you know? pain meds handle that? Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah. But the thing would what the thing with that though, with pain meds, it masks things. Same thing when I mentioned the synthetic synthetic cortisone. Synthetic cortisone I've had, right? I've had injections of that in my career. And it it it, it definitely hides the pain and you gotta you kind of rehab why you have that injection. If you compete with it it, it masks what's wrong with it, and then you could fully blow out the joint or whatever it is. So it's dangerous, oh, no, I'm too. Not, I'm know? not saying it's yeah. not. I'm not saying it's not. Um, and and you know what, obviously, in terms of the, the significance of it, having gone through it much more than I do, Taz. I never tore my labrum in either shoulder. So, painful. Very uh, painful. Yeah, I can, can only imagine. But, um, you know, it, it seems, you know, just reading the, the tea leaves there, it seems like it's a case of, well, let's manage it. Let's get him through. Let's see if he wants to, you yeah. know, do that. And it's a partial tear. It's not a full tear. Right. Is there something we could do to try and get him back on the football field, um, you know, at, at some point in time here in the not-so-distant future? That's the way I read it. Um, and that's the way I look at it. And maybe they're, they'll try it with some – pain management medication right? Uh, to be able to work his way through this thing. Well, yeah, and it's, um, you know, look, as you know, all these NFL teams, they have insane medical and training staff. So these are the best of the best you're going to find. So these guys know what they're doing, these guys and girls that are treating these athletes. So whatever they're saying is, is probably going to work for the guy. They, they deal with this whole time. You know, he landed really odd, right? He landed like he fell on his, he landed on his stomach with his arm out. Like Superman, like so. If you those that you know don't know how he landed, yeah, his arm was out. So what happens is when your armpit then hits the ground, it kind of hyperextends and pulls your shoulder out of the joint, which stretches your labrum, which can tear your labrum. Yeah. That's how that happens. Well, and he also dislocated shoulder too. I mean, yeah. which is which that's is certainly painful. I never yes. done that. I know guys who haven't. Yeah. I know that's painful as hell from what yeah. I've heard from guys. Like I can that only yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, staying in Chicago, here's Nagy talking about Roquan Smith. The talented second-year linebacker out of Georgia who was a surprise deactivation before Chicago's victory over Minnesota out in Chicago. Here's Nagy. It's completely a personal issue, and I, I just I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna say any more about it. It's that's where it's at right now, and you know I understand where y'all are coming from, but I'm just out of respect to this right now. I just want to leave it at that. Yeah, so Smith was downgraded to doubtful 20 minutes before the inactives came out this past Sunday. Not on the injury report all week long. The Bears said before the game and after the game, as you just heard, it was for personal reasons. Uh, Nagy then was peppered with questions. Uh, you know, was it was uh, Smith involved in an illegal incident over the weekend? Personal issue. Uh, uh, when will you decide if Smith travels to London for the Raiders game? Again, personal issue. Will Smith be di- subject to internal discipline? It's completely a personal issue. I'm not going to answer any more about it. That's where it is right now. I understand where you are all coming from, but out of respect for that, I'm just going to leave it at that. So listen, uh, what it comes down to here is that I, you know, I don't know what's going on with Roquan Smith. It's a personal issue. Hopefully, everything's okay with Roquan Smith. Yeah, who knows? Right? Strange. It's I have weird. no idea. He didn't, uh, you know. Coach didn't want to really, you know. He it was pretty obviously didn't want to, you know, break it down any more than that. He was just leaving it at that. So. Um, 
That's a hell of a player there. So who knows what's going on there? Real quick, Moose, just to update those that are wondering, we mentioned uh, Josie Jewell, a linebacker for the Denver Broncos. So he suffered a hamstring injury. That's in the second yeah. quarter of the game on Sunday. He was ruled out. And he, uh, he missed two practices this past week with the hammy injury. Uh, so he was questionable before Sunday's game. And that's the only update we have right now on him. Well, there. Uh, we'll Unless see. you see something else. Yeah, I, no, I do not. I do not. Else on uh, him, so. You know how good Roquan Smith is? Last year he did 122 tackles, 89 solo, 33 assisted, five sacks as well in his rookie year. A foundation piece along that defense and one of the fastest linebackers in the National Football yeah. League. So we'll see what the next layer to this story is moving forward. But right now I think you got to just leave it at that. That it is indeed a personal issue. To New York we go on the Jets as they're back on the field this weekend, taking on the Philadelphia Eagles after their off week, Taz. Uh, and Sam Darnold cleared for non-contact um, drills. So he can't lift. Um, he can't get hit. Uh, as, as Darnold addressed the media via conference call yesterday, the spleen is still swollen. Um, so uh, he's gonna be. They're gonna visit the doctor and go see the doctor and monitor this on a day in day out basis. But Darnold is back on the practice field throwing. Uh, he just can't be hit, can't lift. Uh, we'll see where he is physically at the end of the week. Yeah, I was talking to my son last night, and he uh, he didn't know he, he he hasn't been following the NFL that much this year. And then he heard about Sam Donald, and I go, yeah, it's like you had. I said, you know, when you had mono, he goes, he's got it at this age. He goes, man, he goes, that sucks. He goes, I'm glad I got it when I was younger. And I go, yeah. And he, he was telling me, he said, it was so much pain in the middle of my chest all the time. And, and you know, it was frustrating. And that's the thing. And I, I, I said it out here when we first heard about Mono with, with Donald. You, as far as lifting weights, like, that's the thing. Like, he can't, you can't do anything to put any kind of pressure or strain no. near that, that, near the middle of your body. So, um, it's a serious thing. And it sounds like he's going to be out even longer. So, the Jets got to figure this out, and they just might be doomed here. What's that? Folk is the quarterback now? Yeah, Luke Falk, yeah. The, uh, the the former Washington State Cougar. Uh, we'll see where he is. I mean, the Jets are you know are hopeful. Maybe uh, we'll see where that spleen is, and that really what it comes down to. Whether it can get down to a normal size, and the swelling goes down, and the inflammation goes down. Uh, and as Darnold said so eloquently yesterday. Uh, the spleen is going to do what it's going to do. So, yeah, <laughs> no well, that's true it. It's his body. At it. If he's not clear to uh, lift which weights. Which is a funny response from Sam Darnold. If he's not clear to lift weights. <laughs> he's not clear to lift weights. He, no. He obviously can't take a hit. So, if he, lifting weights is non-contact, but yet that's the point I'm making about this. Like, he, And you can't just throw him on a field. He's got to get his body back in condition once he is clear. Like, you know, you, when you start lifting weights, it's not like you just blow up and get bigger and stronger again. So, I mean, they got to – this could take a couple more weeks here. You know, I'm just it saying. Could, I, you know? Yeah, I think he, when he's medically cleared, I think he's going to play. If you're asking I, – but I think he's got to be medically cleared. I, I think they've seen what Luke Falk can do at the, at the quarterback position. Uh, the team has looked atrocious offensively. I, I, it looks like it's not going to be this week, Taz. No, but no way. Um, <laughs> you know, but I think when he's ready to go, I, physically, when he is, when the doctors say, "Yep, he's out of the, he's out of uh, harm's way. He's good to go. He can suit back up and he can play again." Uh, then I, I think he's going to play for the Jets. But uh, that does not appear to be this week. Up to Buffalo we go, and not really Buffalo, Buffalo, New England area. Tom Brady was on Westwood One last night. Does a spot with uh, Jim Gray every Monday night on Westwood One. Uh, paid spot, sponsored spot. Here's Brady talking about the Josh Allen hit. Take a listen. 
you know, Josh was trying to get the first down and, you know, he trying to put his shoulder down and he came up and we had two defenders there and it was a, it was a big collision. So um, I know Coach Belichick said that he wouldn't coach it any differently. And again, that doesn't, you know, you hate to see people get injured and concussions. I'm happy he didn't blow his ACL out. That's, you know, that would be the, a, a tough injury too. So, you know, anytime you run and you got the ball in your hands from a quarterback standpoint, what I learned is, you know, you got to protect yourself. There's things that are happening. And again, a lot of the rules have changed over the years, but I know that if I throw it, you know, I have protection. I know that if I slide, I have protection. I know that if I don't do either of those things, I lose my protection. And I think, you know, you have to understand that as a player. Well, there you go. There's Brady. Well, yeah. Distinct and to the point. He's yeah. not wrong. No, he's not wrong. I, I was, obviously respect him, and he's a, a, more than an expert at the position. But, and look, a lot of people said that. He should have slid. He should have slid. He should have slid. And look, for those that have watched Josh Allen play the game, he plays a lot different than Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Brady's a lot better than him. We know that. But I'm saying once they're in the open field running the football, this is going to happen to Josh Allen. He's a, he's a wild man out there. He, he's a fearless big kid. And and this this hit now and him being in concussion protocol might change him a little bit. Where his coaches put the foot down, and say, "Hey, dude, when you run the ball now, you better slide. No more of this. No hurt. At least hurdle guys last year. Yeah, can't do that. I love watching him play, but there's a shelf life with that, you know. And I, I think that's well, kind of what Brady's saying. You can't do taken. that. And even and, as big of a kid as he is, at six five, young man, I, I should say. I got on the guy Jones, you know, from the Patriots because I felt like initially. The hit was totally illegal and dirty, and that, and helmet to helmet, and and when you watch it back, and I saw that overhead shot that you saw too, it's not. It wasn't. It was Josh Allen leaning forward, but he also had a guy on his waist. He had a guy trying to take him down too. You know? Yeah, so. I, mean, I just had more of an issue. I, I didn't put any. You know, we discussed the the hit yesterday, Taz. I didn't really have an issue with Allen. More of a hit with the follow through by the defensive back. Right. But um, listen, uh, you know, he's going to get fined as we discussed, and. And what Brady had to say, listen, you're, you're, Brady and Allen as athletes are completely different. Totally different. But the message from Tom Brady is fair. You live to fight sure. another down. Yeah, and I agree. And, for, and, you know, you get down, you protect the body because Josh Allen is too big of an asset for the Buffalo Bills for that extra two yards, Taz, or the extra yard and a half. Because you want to be on the field because we could be talking about the 4-0 Buffalo Bills. I know. And the 3-1 Patriots if Allen is still on the field because he has this penchant for these fourth quarter comebacks. And they had so many opportunities in the fourth quarter on Sunday. Unfortunately, it didn't play out that way because he gets knocked out of the game. But hopefully it's a learning lesson because he does have to get down. Be aggressive when you can, but don't take unnecessary hits because we've seen it with Cam Newton. You don't even have to look at just pure running quarterbacks. Look at the toll it's taken on Cam Newton's body. Yeah. The hits that he has taken, the extra hits, Taz. He's a young man. Yeah. I mean, Cam Newton is, what, 29 years old? Yeah, he's young. Yeah. Cam Newton's a young man. He's not old. He's beat up, man. Beat and his up. body has been beaten up and yeah. ravaged because, you know what? He played brave. He put, he took unnecessary hits. And, and you know what? Unfortunately, it's taken a toll. How yeah. old is he, Mike? 30. 30. Yeah, and you know. He's a young man. You're right. No, you're 100% right. I agree with everything you said. And, and the. And look, and I'm not saying this is the way to be, but as you know, listen, Luce, you know enough guys who played in the league, you work with enough guys who played in the league, 98% of these guys, they give it all every play, and they don't think that way until something happens. Like I mentioned with Josh Allen, where he gives it all out there, and he gives 150%, and he's going to, no, no matter what it takes, just like Cam Newton did as a runner, but then you get, you get dinged up like this, and you're in concussion protocol, and your team loses the game, 
and your coaches sit you down in the office and say, listen, dude, no more of this. you got to start sliding. And I bet you that's what happens with Josh Allen. He's going to yeah, start sliding. That. And you he should have did that already. They, they yeah. should have coached him up like that already. Well, but some guy, I mean, listen, Robert Griffin never listened until it was too late. That's true. That's right? true. That's I mean, true. they never Robert listened. Griffin Everyone didn't. said, no. get down, get down, that's get true. down. You know, And then all of a sudden he's blowing out his ACL yeah. and his career never was the same. So yeah. that's the one thing you don't want to see with no. uh, Allen taking these unnecessary hits. It, and Bissegler brings up a good point. Luck as well. Should have thrown his name right, out there. 30 too. years that's of age. That's a good point. Very good point. I think he's young too. But and, and real quick in closing on the thing here. Yeah. I think in a weird way, Tom Brady in that drop on the radio station there, in that, that interview, I should say, his segment, he was given advice to an oh, in-conference quarterback, which yeah. is pretty cool, but Brady, he was giving him advice. Well, there really is was. that quarterback club. You know, right. These guys, yeah, sure, that these respect guys do each look other, out right? for one another. Yeah. They really yeah. do. That was Help pretty cool out. he did that. That is. Uh, so there you have it. Your pigskin pile up for a week four in the National Football League. It's a Tuesday morning. College athletes one step closer to getting paid. We'll explain. We'll get into the big California decision. We'll do that next. It's Taz. It's Moose on a Tuesday morning. CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Ah. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, and our toll-free line is brought to you by Geico. Great news, there's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico, go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. We'll get into the um, the Fair Play, uh, Fair Pay uh, to Play Act uh, that was signed uh, yesterday into law in California. We'll touch upon that. We'll do that next. Here's Bogus. She's got another update. What's oh, going on, Andrew? Hey, Moose. Hey, Taz. What's up, buddy? This report is sponsored Hello. by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. A little birdie told me. Mm-hmm. A little rumor that uh, you're calling another game today. A little play-by-play action. Uh, that is correct. Wow. Interesting. Um, what do you got big, going on? Big, big soccer game in New Jersey today. Soccer. Nice. Soccer. Okay. The guy who does soccer. play-by-play on the internet? What okay, time's the game? Uh, that's a 345 kickoff. 345 yeah, kickoff. Kick Where in Jersey? It's not a football game. It's not a kickoff. Hold on. It's I not, believe wait, it is whoa, 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 a kickoff. It's not a kickoff. I, I believe it is. It's they not a face-off. Kickoffs. Well, that's lacrosse and I hockey. Know. They, wait a minute. Hold on a second. They do kickoffs to start a soccer game? I mean, they don't. it's not like a football kickoff. But, but someone gets the ball and kicks it right. initially to start the action. Yeah, it's not a tip-off. It's not a face-off. It's, it's a kickoff. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. called kickoff. I, I don't. So. I'm not a soccer person. You know? Neither am I, so I could be wrong. But uh, I feel you're like doing play by play. But I feel like it's been called a kickoff in my in, in my person. Hold on a second. You're doing play by play, but you're not a soccer guy. Uh, it's a fair assessment. High school game. High school game. Okay, good. good, good. And you're going on road first to Jersey. Yeah. Where in Jersey? Uh, Bridgewater. Is that oh, near you, Mike? No idea. Well, another interesting thing's happening here because this is a great opportunity for Mike and Andrew here because. Mikey B's podcast. Andrew's a special guest, I believe, on this episode. Finally. So why don't you guys do it live in Jersey at the soccer game, Mike? I'll be doing deliveries. I won't be able to help Andrew out today, unfortunately. Mm. All right. Good insight. <laughs> but that is the next step, I feel like, when this podcast really gets going, mm. that you do the podcast in the car. You have a guest go with you on the deliveries, yeah. much like Seinfeld's. That's a good- 
yeah. comedians and cars yes, with coffee that has, thing. That, that's a good point that has crossed my mind. I'm trying to line something up for that already. But yes, that is the next step in the evolution. Of, I feel uh, a little bit threatened. Drives. I feel a little bit threatened here because usually I'm the creative director of basketball drives. I'm, right. little, I'm sorry. Little, I'm little support. And, you know, Andrew's over here. He's, he's stepping on me over here. He's taking uh, my job. What's uh, going on here? <laughs> we got a team of just millions helping. <laughs> I figure you're in Jersey calling uh, the high school game, and then you got uh, Mikey B's running around Jersey. You know, it could be great stuff. Or right. you could order some food. Yeah, I mean, that's really the, the key thing, thing today. If you want to drop off our post-game meal. Yeah. I, I would love to. Give me some information, and I'll take care of you. Okay. Nice. Wow. Well, that went south quick. <laughs> it really is. It's very dismissive, <laughs> right? Like, no. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, good luck with the play-by-play today. Thanks, guys. Uh, So the Steelers didn't ask young QB Mason Rudolph to do too much against the Bengals on Monday Night Football. On a rare downfield throw, things worked out pretty well. Rudolph stays in the shotgun. The Oklahoma State kid. Connor stands to his right. He wants to throw it. He's back. Big rush. Throws it down the field. A man wide open. And it's pulled in by Deontay Johnson for the touchdown. Rudolph to Johnson. 43 yards. And the Steelers are having fun playing football. If only you could play the Bengals every week. The fight in the Siasins put up little resistance at Heinz Field last night. The Steelers cruising to their first win of the season, 27-3. Those Bengals now 0-4. That highlight from Bill Hillgrove on Steelers Radio. Rudolph also threw a TD to James Conner while going 24 for 28 overall. Jalen Samuels ran for a score. The defense sacked Andy Dalton eight times, had two takeaways, and held Cincy scoreless for the final 51 minutes. Raiders linebacker Vontez Burfitt will appeal his season-long suspension for Sunday's helmet-to-helmet hit on Colts tight end Jack Doyle. That appeal likely to be heard next week. Broncos outside linebacker Bradley Chubb is done for the year with a torn ACL. And the Bears apparently not expecting a long absence for QB Mitchell Trubisky. He dislocated his left shoulder, suffered a small labrum tear on Sunday. Trubisky reportedly does not need surgery. He's going to go to London later this week with his teammates, but not expected to play against those Raiders. There are a number of major NBA names rehabbing injuries as a new season approaches some of which may be discussed on basketball drives with Mike Biseglia. Uh In particular, we will not see Clay Thompson until the All-Star break, at least. I'm going to do what the team says, and I've done my due diligence on, you know, rehabs and ACL injuries, and the last thing you want to do is rush back, especially for a player like me who wants to play till he's in his late 30s. You know, I want to play at a high level till that point, too. Thompson tore his ACL in Game 6 of the Finals. Then there's Joel Embiid. He says he lost 20 pounds this offseason because he felt like he let the Sixers down in the playoffs last spring. His stats dipped in the postseason. Embiid wants to play 70-plus regular games this season. And it's the NL wildcard game tonight. The Nationals hosting the Brewers at 5.05 Pacific. The winner goes to Dodger Stadium. Game one of that division series is on Thursday night. Max Scherzer and Brandon Woodruff on the mound this evening. The AL wildcard game, that's the Rays and A's in Oakland, is tomorrow night. Guys? All right. Uh, Thanks a lot, Andrew. Uh, Big news yesterday, Taz, uh, along with uh, LeBron James. uh, California Governor Gavin Newsom uh, signed into law the Fair Pay to Play Act. It's going to start January of 2023. Uh, so we're still, uh, you know, three, four years away here from from this game going, three and a half years away or so. Um, and what it allows it to do is basically allows athletes on collegiate campuses 
to make money off their likeness, off their name or anything, <laughs> and be able to collect endorsement money uh, from, from companies. Now, uh, Mark Emmert, the NCAA, basically sent a letter to those in, and the California governor basically saying uh, this is a, a threat uh, to the NCAA and college campuses and 1,100 campuses. They're trying to create a level playing field. And, you know, this is not the, you know, student-athletes in California starting in January 2023 are attending UCLA, USC. It's not a case where they're now employees of the university. The university, because there was some kind of confusion yesterday when this came out, uh, they're not employees. The university is not paying them. What they can do, though, athletes starting in January 2023 is they can hire an agent and they can make money off their name and likeness. Right. And so that is a game changer when you look at it. Not everyone's going to do it. Not everyone's going to I mean not everyone's going to have the ability to make money. This is not going to be a level playing field. It's going to be, you know, you know, specific athletes or what a company wants, you know, the star quarterback at USC or UCLA or the big basketball player at UCLA or whatever it might be, Washington State, pick a, you know, not Washington, Washington, anybody out in California, pick any, any school yeah, out there, State Cal Berkeley, or whoever, whatever Cal it might Berkeley. be. Yeah, right, right. You know, yeah. anybody, and if they want them to represent their company and, you know, they're going to pay them, they have the ability with no, with no pushback from the NCAA. That is a monumental change. Absolutely, and I think it's great, and and I think it's a matter of time before it happens everywhere. I mean, in the United States, with college athletes, and it should. It's been a long time coming. I mean, enough already. You know, uh, the NCAA can make money, and schools can make money off of a player's likeness or his jersey number or her jersey number. Yeah. You know, uh, on on uh, college campus main streets across the United States, and you know, in in uh, the bookstores at every college campus, you know, and and you'll see the top basketball player or football player's jersey. Jersey's number, you know, and that so you know who that player is. So that's okay to make money off this kid, okay? But this kid can't make any money. Well, we're giving the kid a full scholarship, okay? Yeah. So he's also f- helping fill a stadium for you, okay? That full scholarship you have, you have, you know, ten, twelve, fifteen thousand kids in the school. That full scholarship's not hurting you. But this kid might, maybe could use the money. His family could use the money, you know, to, that that to, to help if so he can make money off his own likeness. That's how it should be. It's just been ridiculous. I yeah, mean, so um, it's, it's, it's good. The one thing I'm curious is, you know, you go to a college campus and there's usually like a student bookstore and they sell paraphernalia of, of jerseys, you know, Syracuse number 44, whatever. The, you know, pick a jersey. You go out to, um, you know, you go out to Michigan, they're selling number two jerseys for, for Charles Woodson and the like. You know, do, you know, if you're out in California um, and you're playing for USC, you go to the student bookstore and they're selling – the, the jersey number of the starting quarterback. Does that come into play with this as well, or is it outside the university? You know what I mean? Does the player have control of jersey sales of their of oh. their jersey, or is this just a case of Pepsi wants to sponsor Joe Blow, who's the starting forward, or wants him to be a you know a guy that uh, that chat uh, that you know does a commercial for them, and they're able to make twenty five thousand or fifty. Pick a number, whatever it might be. The, do they are, are they able to control their jersey sales as well? I'm trying to find clarity on that as too. Well, um, or or is it just their name and likeness? Like, can the university still sell a UCLA jersey where and make money off the player with the player not profiting off of that? It sounds to me like no. That's what it, I mean. I, I'm looking for that same answer that you are, but it just seems like if a player 
uh, is going to be able to gain, I mean, the thing is, if the student athlete uh, is going to be able to gain compensation for the use of their name, that tells you the answer right there, for the use of their name, images, which is a jersey number, and likeness. Okay? Well, image, I would say, is their, is their face. Yeah, well, it is, but yes, it is their face, but the image, image is also of their jersey number. Okay, we could say their jersey number is their likeness. It's because they're not going to, you never really see, I don't think you've ever seen at a college campus that they've never done, where it's like, let's say, uh, I mean, I'm dating myself here. Let's say it's Herschel Walker when he played for Georgia, how great he was. I don't think they had number 34 jerseys at the college bookstore at University of Georgia that said, you know, uh, Walker, 34. I no, think no, the right. Just 34, they, they'll have, you know? right. They won't have the name on the back, but they'll have the jersey. And you know who it is. I mean, you right, know, right. You, my point. I mean, yeah. at that stage, you know, you know who it is. But my case is, is that kind of like, and it's kind of a, a nitpicky type of point. I was just no, curious no, about that because. It, no, Moose, it's not nitpicky. What you're saying is right. <laughs> because jersey sales <laughs> are a huge revenue uh, generator. No, that's not nitpicking. They, they cost a lot of money to buy. Uh, I mean, you go on a. I mean, usually they're running you anywhere from $70 to $85 for a college jersey. Could be more. It could be more. I mean, pro jerseys are up, you know, well above $150 to $200. Right. So right, right. Um, I'm curious about that, Taz, but. You know, it's it. Listen, uh, when you have LeBron James sit next to you, and th- this is a game changer, and and what it does do, and we'll see what other states do follow along with what California has been able to do. Um, it's a game changer for that the NCAA is now going to have to adjust. And I agree with you. I agree with the governor. I had to say, listen, this is not the 20th century, right? We're sitting here. We're trying to adjust to the times. And you know, there are 1,100 college campuses out there under the direction of the NCAA. There's over a half a million collegiate athletes in any given year. Um, and when you look at the state of California, I think they're being a progressive thinker here as a state by allowing the college athletes to be able to make a little bit of money um, or so maybe in some instances a lot of money <laughs> right. based on based on the talent and, and the player that they are on the college level. God, God bless. That's great. Yeah, man. I, listen, I, I, I totally think, just to go back, because I do think your point is – not a, a good point. It's a great point. I mean, about those jersey sales um, on uh, at a college bookstore or in a lot of these bigger schools. I, I've been to enough of them with my kid. Like you know, you go to Ohio State or Penn State. It's not just some little rinky dink bookstore. Oh no, it's, it's, huge. it's, it's well, it's not just that, dude. It, it's two, three blocks on on Main Street of all different shops that sell memorabilia and current memorabilia of said university, of, yep. of the sports teams. So it's not just, you know what I mean, it's not just on campus. It's right outside the campus, and a lot of those are registered to sell stuff. So, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I would think that if you have control over your name and likeness, which these kids should, that if the university, let's say Oklahoma's selling a Jalen Hurts jersey, a number two, I think he was two, let's say they're selling a number two jersey, Okay, well, Jalen Hurts, you know, well, it's going to happen in 2023, so it wouldn't happen now, should be getting a, a, a percentage of royalty on those jerseys. Well, I agree with you. Now, a strange point. Say you look at a number, say up in, and for those that know, don't know, and um, you're not a big college fan, say Syracuse, number 44 is 44, huge, of course. Right? Yeah, yeah. So say you walk into the bookstore now, and I don't even know who's wearing 44. I don't, I don't know if anybody's wearing 44 on the current Syracuse team, but you see a 44 jersey for sale. Right. 
And that person goes, well, you're selling my jersey. I'd be like, no. Well, it doesn't have your name on it. That's a, a Jim Brown jersey. Right. Or an Ernie Davis, Ernie Davis jersey. jersey. Right. Or right. that's a Rob Conrad jersey. Right. right. You go down the line of all guys that wore 44s. Right. Could the school then – I mean, I'm getting into the weeds now. Could they make that <laughs> argument then that that's not the current player? Well, that's the older player. <laughs> that has nothing to do with you. You're not going to make money off that. Right. Because, right. you know, that that's an ode to the, the great days of Syracuse football in the past. Could well, they make that argument? I guess um, they could make that argument. But you make a really good point because – because, and that's a, this could be me doing have a conspiracy theory, but then the university over years and decades building a brand around just in Syracuse. It's not just Syracuse who does that, as you know. Yeah. But I, I know what you're talking about. I just the, bring the, up the that Ford, example. No, it's a good example. example. Yeah. So, so the thing is, though, so maybe they brand 44, or they have branded it, that no matter who wears it, and then they sell it in the bookstore, maybe Oklahoma does that with number two. Okay. So I'm yeah. looking right now at the OU. I'll, you can buy these jerseys. I'm looking at. I'm looking right now, ladies and gentlemen, at Jalen Hurts jerseys, number two, without his last name on the back. But they got a Baker Mayfield jersey where it says Mayfield on the back. Now, is that the Oklahoma site? This is the. This is SoonerSports.com. Oh yeah, yeah. That is the so Oklahoma this is site. The Oklahoma site. I mean, and and they're selling Mayfield stuff. He's no, and you know, well, he's getting. He's probably getting a royalty. On I that. would hope so. That's, yeah, I would think so. I would, they, I would think you're making money off that, right? And they got Kyler Murray. They got number one jerseys, but don't say Murray on the back. <laughs> because probably, and they got Adrian Peterson jerseys because they're paying him. Now, it's not just Oklahoma. I'm not picking Oklahoma. Yeah, Every right. school does this. So they're paying these NFL players a royalty. You know, they have to be. They're, they're not going to be just using their name like that and likeness once they're pro athletes. Now, the law allows college athletes to hire a licensed agent to represent them, which is something that the NCAA does not allow for you to remain a quote unquote amateur collegiate athlete. The bill was amended several times, including a recent provision that prevents athletes from signing endorsement deals that conflict with their team's sponsors. So basically what that means is if I'm going to a Nike school, I can't sign right. an endorsement deal with Adidas. Correct. Yep. So you, you can't go that route. So you can't be that kind of individualistic. Now, you might be able to make money off Nike because it is a Nike school, and they might decide to even do that. But you can't go and do, sign with another uh, sneaker company or apparel company if you happen, and all these schools are linked up with one company or another, yep. uh, you can't go against what your school's going up against. But, Taz, it's a game changer. And I, I think other states will follow suit to what California did uh, and give them credit. And it's finally, you know, I, I don't know if we'll ever get to a scenario where athletes are getting paid, uh, you know, by the NCAA. I don't know. But this is a step in the right direction to at least where, if I'm a great player on the college level, and say that's my peak. I'm e- able to maybe I'm able to make some extra money as a college player when the university's making so much money off my hard work as well. Yeah, no, it's it it, it frustrates me. I I just I you know because I just think it's it, this is just a long time coming. So I'm glad California's doing this. This is happening, and and I think a lot of people a lot it's, they're going to fall in suit throughout the United States. Yeah, no doubt about it. January 2023, that uh, that does take place and that does begin. And I'll tell you, Taz, the other thing that happens, that will give those California schools a huge uh, recruiting edge. Sure, I didn't think of that. I That's mean, if you're point. going, yeah. if you're going to, you know, say if Cal's recruiting you, and yeah. say if Oregon's recruiting you, but I can play at Cal and I can, make, I'm, you know, I'm a five star guy. Yeah. I want to stay out west. But I want to play a cow because, you know what, I can be able to make money as a college player as compared to maybe playing for the Oregon Ducks. I'm going to go stand with the Cow Golden Bears. That's a really good point. I did not think of that, but it definitely helps with recruiting. I want to hear from you. What's your take on the uh, Fair Pay or Fair Play Act signed into law yesterday? I want to hear from you. Plus, Chiefs and Pats are both 4-0. Who's the third best team in the AFC? 
We'll delve into that as well. It's Taz and Moose on a Tuesday morning, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. Player of the Week is brought to you by Granger. Let's take a look at the one who got it done. This week, it's Mason Rudolph, Steelers quarterback. Uh, finished 24-28 for 229 yards, two touchdowns. Steelers cruise past the Bengals Monday Night Football 27 to three. Player of the week was brought to you by Granger. Granger's got your back when it comes to the safety and industrial supplies that keep your facility running. Get what you need when you need it at Granger.com. Little bit of a differentiation between the NFC and the AFC when you look at uh, the overall quality in terms of uh, one league being a little bit more wide open, the other one being relatively uh, top heavy. When you look at the Pats and the Chiefs both being a perfect 4 0, but we're expecting great things from b- uh, both of those franchises coming in. And, you know, they're perceived to be, obviously, the best two teams in the AFC, and then it's kind of everybody else, Taz. But if I were to ask you right now, and we talked a little bit, we did this last week a little bit about the NFC. If I was to ask you right now, the third best team in the AFC, behind the Patriots (sighs) and the Chiefs, both perfect 4-0, who do you think the third best team (laughs) in an AFC where everybody seems to be 2-2? I feel like this is a setup question. Aside from the Bills at three. Oh, more. come on. I can't see the Bills now. <laughs> what? Uh, you said the, the third best team. Yes. Right. Well, record-wise, they are. So why can't I say the Bills? You can. Oh, I think you said uh, besides for the Bills. No, no. I said everyone's two and two besides the Bills oh, oh, oh. being three and one. I wasn't oh. saying you can't take the I Bills. I was busy thinking I was being set up No, here. no, no. I'm not setting you up. I said, somebody missed the Bills. I, the problem, wanted to, I wanted to clarify myself know, that, that, that there was no, another three and one team. No, you can take the Bills. No, I'm not going to take the Bills, unfortunately, as far as the third best team. I would love to why say. Not? If, well, but this is why. Because Josh Allen still in concussion protocol. I'm not right, But if you go on health, it, 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 we go on the idea that Allen will be back. He's not, I don't know if he's going to be back Sunday. We don't oh, know that. Okay, you know? might not be back Sunday. But don't factor the Allen concussion. For, right. for, okay. for the sake of all argument right. here, right. don't all factor right. in the Allen concussion. Okay. Say Allen is playing quarterback for the Bills. Because right. I agree with you, Matt Barkley's quarterbacking. The yeah. Bills are nowhere near the third best team. But if we go on the idea that Josh Allen is back <clears throat> at quarterback, maybe not this week, but then the following week. All right. So that all being said, we went through early about the AFC North. About how the Steelers could be right in the middle of this thing. They're one and three right now, but the Browns are two and two, and the Ravens are two and two. So you could say maybe the Steelers or the or the uh, or the Ravens. I don't think the Browns are the third best AFC team. I don't. I'm just not. I, I know they won this past week and all that, and I'm just. I'm still not. I, I was bought in more before the year than now. Um, so I'm not going to say the Browns, not the Jets, not the Dolphins. Uh, I'll tell you what. I mean, I'll tell you what. Yeah, if it's I'm just spitballing. If it's not the Bills as the third best AFC team, AFC team, how about the Jags? Would you say the Jags? I think they're in the discussion. Yeah, I think there's a number of ways you can go, Taz. I think you can go with your Bills. Um, I think you can look at it. I think the Brown fan could be proud as a peacock here on this Tuesday morning, saying we found ourselves on Sunday against the Baltimore Ravens. That they're a two and two team. That they can play that that kind of a level. I wouldn't put the Ravens in because of the concern of the defense or the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Bengals are a non-starter. Um, you know, the Colts came back a little bit this past week. The Texans, they've got too much offensive talent to sputter the way that they do at times. Uh, I agree with you about the Jacksonville Jaguars, and I think the only team you can make the argument out west would be would be the Los Angeles Chargers at 2-2. Two and two. I can't argue about the Oakland Raiders. So 
I in in kind of in a, a quick order there. I think there's about basically six teams that you can go with. I'm gonna bite. I think it's the Browns. Uh, you know, I, I think it's the Browns followed in quick short order by your Bills um with Allen at quarterback because of just how good that defense is. I think the Browns have got the most upside of any of the teams behind the Patriots and the Chiefs. Um, and when they are clicking offensively and we see what they're defensively, I'll tell you, I think it's the Cleveland Browns. But I, I think there is a handful of ways you can go. Yeah, I know. Are you going to uh, go Jags? Uh, i got to make a decision here. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Jags, only because I, I, I was waiting for Leonard Fournette to wake up, and he sure as hell did wake up. So I'm going to go Jags uh, on that. Even with a healthy Allen. Uh, You're not going to go with your Bills. Bills play really well. I know. They could easily be 4-0. I know. Allen doesn't go out with that I concussion. Know. I'm surprised you didn't go Bills. I, 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 I thought did, you'd did go I, Buffalo. Wait, wait, wait. You're, you're all over me. Did I make it official yet? Yeah, uh, I just asked you who you go with. He said, I'm going to go Jags. I got a gun to my head. I'm pressured here. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm going to go Bills. Bills, third best team. What about you? Uh, I went with the Jaguars. Where I know. Oh, I Cleveland Browns. I went with the Browns. No, I know, I know. Man, you must be a doozy ordering dinner at. Off the worst. What do you want? What do you want? Hold on a second. And the Give same me a part is my wife, I can't my wife see the is the menu. same as me. She's I, like me. The oh same my God. It must oh, take you like 25 minutes it to order a meal. It does. What it's do you recommend? <laughs> Sorry, you've been sitting here for 20 minutes. Oh, Give me a second. It's Taz. It's Moose. It's CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 